So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. So, so walk us through, like you just did a, um, a breakout session at the January Elite down in San Diego. That was, by the way, thank you for that. Yeah. It was, I was a little bit nervous going in because I'm not used to, when I speak, I need some crutches. I need a PowerPoint. I yeah. need a deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need some notes. I had no podium, no nothing. I was just right there in front of 200 <laughs> With people. With all these people just saying, tell yeah, us, tell Mark, us stuff. what do we need to do? So I had to ad lib a lot of it. Yeah. Um, but I did center it around some pretty core things. So let's talk about that. Let's, let's get into some of those core things. So, all right, as at the onset, mm-hmm. if you're a real estate agent selling real estate, mm-hmm. then the things that you typically market, you know, maybe your website has IDX search, um, and you sell houses, mm-hmm. and you live local, and you love where you live, and you love your clients. Well, you know what, that's great, but that's like, but everybody, that's everybody. It's it's like, everybody. Wouldn't it be great they said, I don't live here. I hate my clients, yeah, yeah. and I don't even like real estate. But you should work with them. Yeah. But I sell I, a lot of houses. There's somebody in the U.S. that'd be like, "I like that." Guy. I like that, right? It's He's honest. Telling the truth, um, because a lot of realtors don't like their clients, and there is truth to that. Mm-hmm. But like in a world where, listen, if you go and look at brokerages in a marketplace and just hop from one brokerage site to another, they're identical. The only thing that's different is their color. Yeah, many of them have a name. And the name is the name of somebody, usually yeah. the founder. Yeah. Um, it's Bob's Real Estate or Bill's Real Estate or Susan's Real Estate mm-hmm. Company. With One is red, one is blue, and one is green. But yeah. like what? The, everything else is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So like how do you separate out? Yeah. Well, this is going to be, uh, in, on one hand, maybe a little mind-blowing only because it's just so obvious. Um, as people, we all have arms, we all have legs, we all have eyes and ears and noses, and we all like eat and do the same stuff. So what makes us uniquely different? It's what we believe. Mm-hmm. It's how we think. It's yeah. our perspective on the world. Yep. Um, and this is like a core secret to, br- to brand building is if you could pry open a company and actually find out what their belief system is. Um, I call it the worldview. Yeah. Like, what is yeah. your worldview? And a worldview is basically, it's a, it's, a, it's a couple of components. It's the problem that you see in the world and the solution that you come up with to make it a better place for people. Say it again. The problem you see it's in the world. It's a problem you see in the world, yep. and it's the solution that you come up with that makes it a better world. So, so I'll give, give you an example. A, yeah, give us an example. So think about REI. REI is a department store that sells department store stuff yeah gear but what makes them so special why do people love rei well rei has a worldview now it may not be as explicit and it norm a worldview normally isn't explicit in terms of a complete sentence but once i tell you what it is you're going to see evidence of it everywhere mm-hmm. so rei's worldview is that the planet earth is hurting we're, we're hurting our planet And the reason why we're hurting our planet is because we don't spend enough time outdoors in it. So their belief is if we got to spend more time outdoors with gear that makes us enjoy the outdoors more, 
uh, we will we will be better human beings and the planet will be better for it. So where do you see that worldview? Well, look at their slogan, opt outside. Yeah. Look at their act- actions. On Black Friday, they close and send all their employees out. Now, yes, it's a marketing gimmick, but it's a marketing gimmick based on their worldview. Bingo. So it's authentic. Bingo. Um, so, you know, Apple has a worldview. They believe that products should be designed to be flawless, that products shouldn't need long uh, lessons on how to use things. It mm-hmm. should be, you know, like a two-year-old should be able to pick up an, iP- an iPad, which many of our two-year-olds have and can figure out how to use it immediately. Mm-hmm. Intuitive. They should be super intuitive and elegantly designed. And so that's their worldview. Um, and as a result of that, by using those products, you're telling the world that you not only believe in elegance and beauty, you assign that brand vibe to yourself as well. It's why so many people in real estate gravitated toward Apple products because mm-hmm. they wanted to project what people's perception of Apple was. Yep. So like, I mean, we can go through many companies and most I'll probably know mm-hmm. what their worldviews are. Um, I mean, the, the most obvious are like companies like Starbucks. Their worldview is that, you know, they want to create that third place where you come and can just do it, do your thing, not just drink coffee, but really work, listen to music, congregate, have discussion. And they have been over the last 30, 40 years trying to build that third place for ourselves and they've succeeded. Um, and so on and on and on. It, it starts with a, and this is where brand starts. It's if you're going to be a realtor and just say, I'm going to get my license because this is a way to make money. You're going to be like everybody else. That's your worldview. Yeah, that's your worldview. Yeah. You are going to be stuck in with the masses. Mm-hmm. But if you could go through a, a process where you can conjure up and it's through a lot of questions, but like, you know, what problem do you think? What, what is your skill set that you what is your special superpower that you could bring to a transaction that because of this thing that you do, you can assuage people from the problem they're currently experiencing in real estate? Well, that's a worldview. And then you can take that and begin to build upon that yeah. and expand upon that. Um, and is this where language like uh, being able to say we're the only, like we hear so much about like if you can have that only statement or if you could be the first as an example. Yes. And I, th- I, I would argue it's more powerful in my opinion to be the, we're the only company who does X. We asked this one question. It's, it's uh, first best only. Yeah. So what are you the first at? What were you the best at? What yeah. were you the only at? And sometimes we get an I don't know. Yeah. Because, you know, these things, these interviews that we do, they're not tests. Yeah. You're not being graded. In fact, the more you say you don't know, the more you're, you're willing to just put your trust in our hands, yeah. the better the work's going to be because how could you know that? Yeah. Well, you might know what you were the first to market to. You might know what you're best at, but some people don't know what they're best at. No, they're busy doing what they do best, yeah. which is selling houses, selling and, houses. Or, you know, hiring agents and, you know, doing what they do. But that might not be what they're best at. What yeah. they may be best at is crunching data. Yeah. They may just be best. Look, if, when you look at like power teams, um, and I know you specialize in that, mm-hmm. um, and so you've probably diagnosed and coached that within a team structure, there's one person that's so good at one thing that's all they should do. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be saddled with doing mm-hmm. something else. So the, the fringe benefit of the work that we do is that not only do you get your brand story right, but you get to feel and figure out the structure of how you should structure your company. So you only do what you do best. Um, 
So, so let, let's assume that, that the person listening, so they're like, okay, my worldview, the problem that I want to solve and how I solve it always in a unique or elegant or different or faster or cheaper or whatever, you know, whatever it is right. way, right? Am, right? am I missing anything in that? No, right? no. And then number two is what are you the first at? What are you the best at? Or what are you, what are you the only company or individual to X? Then once they, once they take the time to, to really hammer that out, what do they do then? So there's got to be a third question, if not 20 more. Well, there's a lot more. It's, it's sometimes hours and hours and days, mm -hmm. depending on the size of the company. But, you know, we do them in little, little bite-sized pieces. Mm -hmm. So when you come up with, and part of the conversation around this worldview, like what is the problem in real estate? Yeah. Um, part of the reason, Tom, why we go down that route is because real estate has been, we're like the moon. This industry is like the moon. It's being pelted with innovative craters from outside. Yeah. Um, and so why are, they, why are they so interesting to people? Why is Compass so interesting to people? Why is iBuyer so yeah. interesting? Why are they valued so yeah. high? I mean, brokers ask us all the time. We've been doing this for 50 years and we, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we don't, we're not, va we go to Steve Murray and we get a one-to-one -one valuation yeah, exactly. and Compass gets a one-to-a-million. Why? Yeah. It's the worldview. Yeah. Um, because what these innovators all look at is there's a company you and I both know really well out of New York, My Planet. Yeah. So what did Adrian do? What do these innovators do? They look at a space and go, there's a problem here. And it could be simple. Mm -hmm. Like iBuyer's problem was there are some houses and some people that just want to get their homes sold overnight. They just want convenience overnight. and fast and oh. don't want to deal with. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zillow was like, people just want to know what their neighbor's house is worth because yep. we're, you know, we're, we're Yentas. Yeah. We, we want to, yes. we want to, um, peek in and gossip. So uh, I think that if you want to enter into real estate and you're going to be a new fledging, fledgling business, you should have a disruptor mentality yep. and come up with a problem that you then s are going to focus on solving because then you create your narrow path. Yeah. Um, so we're not only trying to create a worldview, we're trying to create sort of a trajectory for your business. So, um, I don't know if you've met my buddy, Jay Abraham. Jay's been a mentor of mine since like 1991. He's the, the king of direct response, all things direct response marketing. Right. He would say, he didn't do all that great on the internet stuff, but you know, but it would have come to running newspaper ads, television ads, right, right. print, direct mail, like $22 billion in sales. Jeez. And then he stopped counting and that was like in 1990. Wow, impressive. Right? So he and I were chatting uh, a couple nights ago about like nine different positioning strategies. Hmm. Right, like we do the more for same, we do the more for less. Um, uh, you know, out marketing your competition. Like the, he gave us, like he just rattles off like you know nine of these different things, and we actually teach seven of them to our clients. It, is the intent here to create that when you talk about like you know sort of piercing through the noise, creating that positioning statement that that you know cuts through the noise and has people say, "I understand you. That's what I yeah, want." Yeah, yeah. Why do you think most people resist that? Like I have my hallucination. Um, I think maybe because it's structure yeah, and, uh, a lot of, a lot of why you get into real estate is because you don't like structure, Yeah, but real estate is quite a structured kind of a business. For sure. But you as a realtor. Say, say can, you don't like structure to a, tr you know, to uh, your, you know, closing attorney. Uh, exactly. Right? Or, or to a buyer. I'm not really into structure. But there is a lot of structure. Some of the contracts. And a lot of great agents understand, yeah. but they create their own structure. Yeah. yeah. But I think that. This, there's a, it's, it's formulaic and there's a structure to it. And, and I, I, my guess is like, it's a also a little bit outside of their knowledge base. Yeah. Hey, it's Tom. 
If you've been listening to me for a while, you've heard me say repeatedly over and over again, we are living in the review economy. That's right. Consumers are making decisions based upon reviews. With that said, I'm looking to get this podcast into the minds of more amazing people just like you. You can help. Would you go to Apple Podcasts and write a review? Tell them what you think. Hey, one star, five stars, make up your own number of stars. Totally fine by me, but please go to Apple Podcast and write a review. It means the world to me. Thanks in advance. Now, let's get back to the show. Like if you didn't do, like the problem with also, the problem that I see in real estate is like you become a realtor and then you like assign yourself the king of, or the queen of all things. Yeah. So you're the. That's, that's what I want to talk about. It, yeah, but you can't be, you need to be, yeah. you need to be great unique, at one thing. You're either unique or you're weak. Yeah, well, right. That's cool. Like that's, but I mean, that's also that's that's Jay Abraham. He's like, yeah. if you're if you're unique, you're special. You stand out. It's easy to refer you, but when you try and do everything, right, then you're just another real estate agent, and you're you're just an average. Yeah, because we all can't be everything. Yeah, you know, listen, what do you Tom, specialize in? You know, and First what's your buyers, expertise? High-end properties. What do you, yeah. I mean, in the in the grand scheme of real estate, and, and I'm not kissing your ass. I've known you too long to do that. But you, you are beat the shit out of me online I, the first I, time. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I will to continue to. We need to find. There was an early Facebook. Somebody, I mean, I'm totally savage. Do you remember? Like, I don't. I do. Somebody wrote. No, something. it wasn't on Facebook. What was it on? Like it was a, a comment. It might have been on Inman. It uh, was definitely on a blog. It was on a blog of some like a blog. A te- the old school text blog, and somebody wrote uh, a very nice article about me. It may have even been a paid sponsored ad. I have no idea at this point. Remember. Like, I don't even remember. Because it was nice, but it was kind of vanilla. And you, <laughs> you went in there, you're like, all right, Ferry, we've never met before. Here's like 13 questions. What about this? What about that? What about this? And I remember reading that article and reading your questions. And first of all, I had no idea who this guy was, right? I mean, I, I knew Inman <laughs> and I knew you were part of it in some way. And I saw your very snarky, cool photo from the side, like that you know, original, your original yeah, my sort of photo. Yeah. And then I thought, you know what? He's just asking really good questions. And I remember just sitting there with like my wife who's like steaming, like thinking she wants to kill you. And I just took time to just carefully answer every one of your questions. I gave you an opportunity. Yes. To step behind rhetoric. Yeah. And, and just nonsense yeah. language yeah. and actually say something yeah. meaningful. And you Bingo. rose to that occasion. Yeah. Um, I wasn't really trying to, I know sometimes those things, listen, being a New Yorker, it's a source of pride for me, but I realize yeah. it, I can co- sometimes come across a little bit too aggressive. Yeah. Especially when you're a little writing. snarky. A little yeah, snarky. Yeah. It wasn't yeah, yeah. really my attention. Yeah. But like the more I got exposed to real estate, the more I began realizing that so much of what's wrong with this industry is that there are a lot of people who make a living selling bad advice. Yeah. To this industry who yeah. buys it because they had no exposure to any other, any other yeah. anything. So, uh, I didn't know you, but I saw what you said and it didn't feel like it had any weight to it. Yeah. So I challenged you and you totally rose to the occasion. And all these years later, I look at you now and I feel like I'm on the Johnny Carson show, you know, with like the king of what it is you do. I was about to go, I'm Ed McMahon right yeah, now, no, like no, 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 drinking no, my no. vodka and no, my coffee. You don't need Ed McMahon. <laughs> but you know what? You have a mentor. And, and I have a Multiple. mentor. Multiple. And but you meet yeah. a lot of these real estate agents that just don't have those mentors and yeah. coaches and don't know how to give up a little bit to yeah. another expert. Yeah. And so you can't get better if you're not being challenged and yeah. held accountable for things. 
So, you know, on back on this thing. Yeah, I want to go back to this because I love these questions and then we kind of bounce. But I told you we were totally unprepared for this podcast, which is exactly the fun of it. But this makes it good. So worldview, the problem, right? I it's want like, to talk it's about like the old unique selling proposition, right? Like, well, when you start with, mm-hmm. so when you start with a worldview, yeah. it gives you a context by which, okay, if I have this belief system, I'm not going to go around telling the world that this is my belief system, yeah. but if you have something you strongly believe in, if then everything that comes out of you following is mm-hmm. based on your belief system, it's going to be more authentic and real and true to you. Yeah. So creating that worldview or starting there creates a, this foundation or baseline by which you market. Okay. Now, the, there's a difference between marketing and branding. Mm-hmm. Um, Talk about that. The, so the, what marketing is, marketing is the vehicle you use to get people to buy something. Yeah. Branding is a vehicle you use to get people to believe in your marketing. Mm-hmm. So without branding, then you're just marketing and like buy my thing because it's better. Use mm-hmm. me because I'm number one. Use yeah. me because I love my community. That's just marketing. Yeah. Branding, when you apply a layer of branding mm-hmm. on it. So you showed me some material outside. Yeah. Um, and it was better than a lot, but I still felt, and you say, I want you to absorb it and tell me what's wrong yeah. with it. Um, there wasn't a lot wrong with it. It was, I've seen it before. Yeah. But what would really make that work special is if I saw within it activity, action, activation. Like what mm. is that agent doing to support what she's saying? Yeah. So how would you demonstrate that? Well, you know, like you, in the we're talking about like in a postcard or a, an well, email. Well, if you really piece. love your community, yeah. Well, sure, selling homes within the community. Mm-hmm. Look, I can sell homes in your community and I have to love it. Mm-hmm. So if you love your community, you, go to go, you have to go beyond just the selling of the home. Yeah. There needs to be other things that you do. Yeah. Um, like how do you demonstrate loving your community? And that's, so, so people say, she loves her community. She loves living here. It's obvious. She must, so people say, boy, she must love living there. Yeah. And it's not because they read it somewhere. No. It's because they see what she does. So I'll give you that's, an example. That's branding. That's branding. Yeah. So. We did a project for a client in Houston. Um, they have a construction company, and they love their community. Mm-hmm. Um, but we st- we started with the worldview. What's the problem? Well, we, what we isolated was that if you were looking to buy a home between a certain price point, there was nothing on the market. It was either cheap fixer uppers or mm-hmm. high end. Yeah. There was nothing in that little middle range. Um, that was kind of customized to a life flow. So, um, they, they build life home flow or lifestyle, no life flow, lifestyle, okay. yeah, just, okay. you know, like, um, they, they weren't, they don't build these cookie cutter homes. They yeah. really like, they get inside their client's life and try mm-hmm. and then map out and build a full floor pan, plan that is, um, and they do it within a price range. So I flew to Houston and walked through their construction zones. Mm-hmm. Um, and I began listening to how they talk about their client, how they talk about their community and I started jotting down ideas. Like, do you ever walk through new construction before it's finished? Mm-hmm. So you're in, the studs are up? Yep. Or maybe there's a little bit of sheetrock? So like, I said, you know, wouldn't it be cool if as people are walking through the home, there were little notes on the sheetrock just in spray paint or stenciled. Like, in the master bedroom, there would just be a little stencil that says, this is where the magic will happen. Or in the kids' rooms, there'll be some cool little like, opening line from the giving tree or just something that like 
something that gets people to go, wow, these people must really care about their yeah. clients. Yeah. So that they don't have Thoughtful. to say, Thoughtful. we really care about our clients. So it's unique for everyone, but where yeah. does that all come from? It comes from the worldview. Like yeah. that's where ideas are born. Yeah. Once we know what you believe, what your what the problem is that you're going to resolve, mm -hmm. we then create branded activations and experiences and ideas aside from all the words and everything that make people feel that so you don't have to say it. Yeah. Um, you know what's interesting? This is for, for my longtime listeners. This is the difference when someone comes up to me and says, Tom, I started doing mega open houses. It now represents 35 or 40% of my business, right? I absolutely own my community because of how I do it. And then someone else who was at the same exact seminar heard the same exact content because of a different worldview, walks up and says, I tried that and it was horrible. And it didn't work for me. Right? And, and, and clearly, worldview, mindset, you know, your psychology around the customer, this community, yeah. the way you think about your business, you know, are you a problem solver or is this just about a transaction? Right? Bringing humanity back to real estate is a lot of what I like to say these days. Like, bring humanity back. Totally. Well, okay, so on that note. Yeah. Many of us have studied Abraham Maslow in, yeah. in high school, yep. and maybe we've forgotten the pyramid chart yeah. that he created. But if we think about what's at the top of the pyramid, which is self-actualization. See, this is all tied to psychological, biological science, yeah. human science. Yeah. So here's why worldview really matters. In, it is the endeavor of every human being to reach self-actualization. Mm -hmm. A lot of us don't ever get there. Some of us get there early in life. Some of us get there way later in life. But how do you get to that place where you really fully understand yourself so that you can be comfortable in the world and feel like this life was a good life to lead? You have to go through stages. The, the important stage that I focus on is stage three, which is belonging, mm -hmm. the sense of belonging, feeling like you belong. Mm -hmm. um, it sits above the need for food, the need for shelter. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's all the first two pyramids. But then you get to where, like, I need to belong to something to begin my real true journey through life. Um, so where do we typically find belonging? Well, in the old days, we found belonging in our families. We mm -hmm. found a sense of belonging in our communities because yep. they were tight-knit. And we found them at our houses of worship. Yeah. We would go to Sunday church or Sabbath synagogue and be with our people and mm -hmm. feel this our is tribe. where I belong, my yeah. tribe. But what's happened in our society is um, we leave our parents. Uh, you and I were tweeting this morning, my son's in the Netherlands getting yeah. ready to live there for yeah. what he's now thinking forever. Yeah. See, we all move away. I moved 3,000 miles away from my people. Yeah. Um, communities are not what they used to be. I don't mm -hmm. know my neighbors. I live in a condo building. I don't even know the person next door to me and that's like unnatural, but that's just how it is. And even in Sunday church and Saturday synagogue, it's not the same as it used to be. Yeah. So where are people finding belonging? They're finding it in brands. Yeah. Um, people are finding commonality in their love of Lady Gaga or their love of the Grateful Dead or Supreme or, 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 right? Supreme yeah. or Adidas yeah. or Super 73. <laughs> Super 73. <laughs> yep. Then they do. Yes. Like he, he smiled. Yeah. At, it's the church of Super 73. Well, it's the church of. Yeah. So what this branding stuff is all about, yeah. if you emit a, a belief system mm -hmm. that that's what attracts people to people is similar beliefs. Yeah. Like we might marry our opposites, but I don't, but we're, ha we have commonalities that make us feel like we're one. Yeah. Um, our friends, we all have 
a commonality and it's usually based on our belief systems. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I don't hang out with a bunch of guys that like to mainline heroin. Yeah. It's not my, that's my, uh, my life. It's not your thing. That's not my thing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I find belonging in people who like to do what I do. Yeah. Well, this is where brands can be very powerful and this is where agents, if they can figure out what their belief system is and radiate that belief system out into the world, mm-hmm. you'll actually attract more people to you because of that than because of your sales volume. Yeah. Because we all have sales volumes. Yeah. But we don't all have the same exact belief systems. Yeah. Now, I may have a similar belief system as you, but because I'm different than you and I work with an agency, I can figure out how to word it and activate it differently. So that's, that's really like once you belong and feel a sense of belonging, then you move up Maslow's ladder to feeling self-esteem. Yeah. And you begin to feel good about yourself. Agents who are part of the Tom Ferry world feel good about themselves. I know because I work with people yeah. who... Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think of the spikers at the top of my head. Yeah. I mean, these are people who are so confident and so secure in their mindset. They don't suffer from the self-esteem issues. <laughs> that they can move from Maryland to Maui. And still run a business. And still run a business at both locations. And stay pretty, happy. Pretty, and stay and happy. married. And, yeah. And so yes. like, but I see those commonalities yeah. and I think being part of like yeah. the town fairy world, the belonging to that yeah. unleashed that for them. Yeah. So hence... This is the science of branding. You have to build out that belief system. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.